Hello, all, and welcome to the latest in the Aberdeen Closed End Fund podcast series, where we catch up with our portfolio managers from around the globe to gain some perspective on the state of the markets and the Aberdeen Closed End Funds. I'm your host, Paul Blaine, Senior Director with the National Accounts Team, and today we're focusing on actually a two-for-one, Aberdeen Total Dynamic Dividend Fund, ticker AOD, and the Aberdeen Global Dynamic Dividend Fund, ticker AGD. It's my pleasure to welcome Martin Conahan, Portfolio Manager, Investment Director with the Global Equities Team. Hi, Marty. It's great to see you. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Marty, it would be great to start, if you would, with a general overview of the global equity markets, in particular in the closed-end fund space. Sure. I mean, the two funds that you mentioned, they're certainly largely similar in terms of the underlying holdings that we have uh, within them, primary difference being size. So AOD is much larger. It's assets of a little under 900 million. Uh, and then AGD, currently market cap of around about uh, 230 million. So we largely follow the same model with regards to both of those funds. There may be the odd subtle difference with regards to being able to go down the market cap spectrum with regards to the smaller fund, AGD. But other than that, they're largely similar. Uh, with regards to, you know, the closed end funds, um, we see, and these two funds are, are no different really, trading at the moment at a quite attractive discounts, we would say. Uh, both of them trading at around about 13 and a half discount to the net asset value of the underlying holdings. Now, given what we've seen globally with um, interest rates, inflation, the market environment, perhaps a little bit of macro uncertainty. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily go surprised to see certain types of assets, seeing discounts widen. That may well make sense if some of the holdings were large, unlisted, private type holdings, where there's still a re- revaluation element to come through. That's not the case with these trusts. These, you know, these, these, these funds are, are large liquid listed equity investment. So I think one thing that we are seeing with closed end fund space at the moment is that there's some really attractive discounts on offer. Managing global funds at the moment is always a double-edged sword, really. Um, we are glad in some ways that we are not bound by uh, lines on a map. It gives us the opportunity to go wherever we, we, we feel the best investment opportunities lie. With that comes, you know, a lot of work in trying to cover the globe and we're welcome of that flexibility given the uncertainty because there's an uncertain world. We see problems here in the UK. We have issues with regards to China and Asia, the geopolitical tensions uh, and inflation. So having the, the remit to go globally um, and to really try to diversify and manage risk and increase opportunity and capital gains. We're pretty thankful for that global remit. So yeah, closed end funds offering quite attractive discounts uh, and global funds in particular, I think offering a, a welcome level of diversification opportunity at the moment. Marty, thank you for that. So you did answer part of my next question, but if I could ask you to maybe drill down just a, a little bit more, the two funds we're discussing, the Aberdeen Total Dynamic Dividend Fund and the Global Dynamic Dividend Fund. Would you mind getting into a little bit more of their overall strategy? Sure. So we have a, a sort of two-pronged attack to achieving the investment objectives. So the investment objective is to deliver a premium level of yield and to you know pay that consistent level of dividend out to shareholders 
um, in a very consistent manner um, on a monthly basis. So these funds are yielding around 8.5% at the moment. And they deliver that yield by two ways. First of all, there is a core portfolio. And that core portfolio is made up of between, you know, 80 to 100 stocks. And that is a buy and hold approach. And that makes up about 95% of the net asset value of both portfolios. Best ideas, quality portfolio, and that has a running yield on it of about 3% at the moment. For the remaining 5% of the NAV, the net asset value, we employ a dividend capture strategy. And what we do with that is trade a little bit more in and out of non-dividend events. So here where I am in Europe, um, during March, April, May time, European companies like to pay large, attractive annual dividends that are one-off, they're not quarterly like they are in the United States. That gives us the opportunity to, you know, move in and out of these companies um, and clip that dividend. So that 5% of the net asset value, we trade a little bit more in and out of non-dividend events to boost that level of yield up to its current level at the moment of 8.5%. So the, the overall mission is really one of total return. It's a general global exposure that you're getting, mixture of a core portfolio, buy and hold, making up the vast majority, and then a little bit of a, a dividend capture strategy on the side to enhance the level of yield. Great. Well, thank you for that. If we could, I'd like to move the discussion to sectors. What sectors are you currently investing in? Where are you finding opportunities? And what sectors are you avoiding, all of that being relevant to AOD and AGD? We try not to get too far away from what would be considered a relevant benchmark for us from the global perspective, particularly at the country level. We are bottom-up investors here at Aberdeen, so we focus on company fundamentals and we let that drive the positioning of the portfolios. We wouldn't want to be hugely under or overweight any part of the globe based on a macro call because to do that would then put the income that we're trying to generate at risk and that would make no sense. So it's really driven from the bottom up. There are some inherent positions that run quite consistently within the portfolio. There is a, a slight underweight to the United States and a corresponding overweight to Europe. That is largely and solely really driven by that higher level of yield that we attain from some of the European companies. It is not a, a European bias that we have just because I'm based here in the UK. My colleague Josh, who works in these funds uh, with us, is based in New York. So we don't have that issue. There is also, you know, some at the sector level consistent underweights, uh, and that's largely to information technology and more so within the software area of information technology. And again, there we just don't really see the overall required level of yield to help us with the investment objective of these funds. But we invest across the globe, we invest across the sectors, we're not necessarily avoiding anywhere at the moment, but there is that underweight to the United States, overweight to the Europe, driven by the yield, um, and then that slight underweight to tech um, to be bearing in mind. Marty, another two-part question for you. Um, first, can you share your thoughts on why investors listening should consider income funds and where appropriate should consider either the Aberdeen Total Dynamic Dividend Fund or the Global Dynamic Dividend Fund? When I think about the last, you know, three years in terms of markets, uh, you know, we've had COVID to contend with, an initial market quite sharp sell-off, lots of money flung into the system to try and solve those issues. 
And then we've obviously went on a rate tightening cycle, and that's had various impacts across economies, across globe, and across the, the companies that we look at. When I think about the next 10 or 15 years, I don't get to a point where I can say with any degree of certainty that I think we're going to be in a similar market environment that we were in from you know coming out of the GFC in 2009 all the way to 2020, where we had zero interest rates. I just don't think central banks get back there. That was a very, very buoyant time for growth structures. And, you know, since 2000, that's been a little bit more mixed. And I just don't think the next 10 or 15 years are going to be like the last 10 or 15 years. Everybody's getting a little bit more protectionist. Geopolitical tensions are rising, if anything. Uh, we have war in Eastern Europe and it's a, it's a tricky, tricky market environment for all of us to contend to. Therefore, I think going forward, I think the amount of that income is going to make up of everybody's total return is going to become much more important compared to how it has been for the last 10 or 15 years, where it was huge amounts of capital return, very little yield actually required. I don't think we're in that environment going forward. So I think that yield and where that takes you, perhaps takes you to a more balanced approach, a little bit of value, a little bit of growth, which is what these funds do. I think that's going to be a very important thing. And I think why these funds and why now, as I mentioned earlier, is those discounts are in offer. There are no unlisted, there is no private assets in these portfolios. You can pick them up for a 13% discount to net asset value today. And that alone in this environment, booking that sort of discount, that to me sounds um, quite attractive right here. Marty, it's been great speaking with you today. We appreciate you sharing your time and your insights. My pleasure, Paul. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody, for checking in. Absolutely. Um, for those interested in learning more about the Aberdeen Total Dynamic Dividend Fund, ticker AOD, or the Aberdeen Global Dynamic Dividend Fund, ticker AGD, you can visit us at Aberdeen.com. That's A-B-R-D-N.com. Email us at investor.relations at aberdeen.com or call 1-800-522-5465. Thanks again, Marty. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.